0: Welcome to the first episode of the AWS Rethink Podcast. Here to help you rethink your strategy in the cloud. I'm your host, Nolan Chen.
1: And I'm your host, Malini Chatterjee.
0: Before we meet our guest today, I would first like to begin by sharing why it is we decided to create this new podcast. Now, we're aware there's a lot of great content out there these days. So, Malini, what is the mission we're trying to fulfill?
1: Well... Nolan and I, we are AWS Solution Architect supporting our commercial customers here in Northern California. We are both based out of San Francisco Bay Area and talking to multiple customers, what we have found out is that with all the different services and solutions in the cloud out there, it can be challenging to think and come up with the right strategy in the cloud for your business. With this podcast, we hope we can help business leaders, IT professionals, better understand what's out there and help them rethink and decide what's the right strategy and solution for them in the cloud.
0: Right. And to build solutions, you first need to architect them with solutions architects. So for our first episode today, we will explore the question, what is a solution architect for the cloud? And to help us answer this question, we have our two guests. First, we have Amit Narayanan. He's a solutions architect manager at AWS. But before managing essays, he was a solutions architect too here at AWS.
1: And also with us is Mike Duzinski. He's a senior solutions architect at AWS, just like me. However, unlike me, he was a CTO for many years at a startup before joining AWS.
0: And with that, welcome to both of you. So, Amit, let, let me start with you. Um, you worked for a number of years as a solutions architect or an SA yourself, and then you became an SA leader. Based on your experience, what is a solutions architect for the cloud?
2: sure thing um but before i jump into that um let me just say thanks for having me nolan and melanie really really happy to be here especially on the back of july 4th and considering this is the first episode of our upcoming podcast series so thank you um but specifically to your question uh, it's, it's it's a little hard to succinctly define the role of an essay but uh, here's my attempt all right uh let me put it this way an essay is most effective and impactful at the intersection of business and technology. Think of the epitome of that intersection. You'll get an idea for what I mean. Uh, we work backwards here from our customers and everything we do. And so, and our customers span every business, every vertical industry there is from a business standpoint. And they also use a wide range of technologies, AIML, networking, databases, analytics, and so on, depending on the space that they're in. And working backwards from that, You can see how it is difficult to succinctly define the role, except to say, you know, intersection of business and technology. Being able to blur the line and sort of move seamlessly between them and to ultimately understand, I mean, ultimately address the customer's needs, both from business and technology-wise. So that's the best attempt that I'm able to make.
1: Thanks, Amit, for that explanation. I think I heard that the essay is at that juncture and has to be proficient in both business, understanding of the business and the technology. Now, from that standpoint, can you help elaborate a little bit on what are the day-to-day job responsibilities of an SA?
2: Sure, I can take a stab at that. Um, For example, right, um, uh, from from a technology standpoint, vetting out architectural approaches for a product or a feature, especially a new product or feature. And evaluate this architectural approach against multiple pillars, like, for example, security, using CloudFront instead of uh, having it directly talk to the Internet, Uh, thinking about blast radiuses and such, evaluating it against reliability, performance efficiency, cost, um, and ensuring operational rigor, maintaining playbooks and runbooks, using these playbooks and runbooks in game days to ensure that they work and things like that. Um, Beyond that, it's also about prioritizing top initiatives for the customer trading off of value and complexity, Um, identifying most suited partners, perhaps, and working with them to ensure that things are on on track and delivered on time, Um, identifying improvements to new products and services, to our products and services, rather, based on the customer's experience. These are just some examples that I'm going with, and I'm barely scratching the surface.
0: Mike, you were a CTO before you joined AWS. Can you tell me if being a CTO prepares you for being an SA and vice versa?
3: Yeah, Nolan, um, the, my first manager at AWS, uh, I think aptly described our role as being a field CTO, meaning that we're, when we're talking to our customers, we're, ta- we're thinking about the, uh, the juncture of where technology and business meet so when you're making decisions as a CTO you're thinking about the business impact of those decisions the technology impact and what what's going to do on your teams uh you're taking that same experience and applying that to all the customers that you meet so when i speak to my customers i really tend to uh, tend to think about the 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 role that i i play in our meetings as being being a CTO in the room and saying, okay, if I'm hearing this conversation, what are you know what are the business impacts, what are the technology impacts, and how is that going to affect, uh, you know what what our ultimate goals are. Uh, part of that is also determining what the ultimate goals actually are for the firm. So it's a lot of asking questions and a lot of listening, uh, which I think are core parts of being both a CTO and being a, a core part of being an SA.
1: thanks mike for explaining it what is a field cto and how it has helped you evolve uh, becoming from a cto to a cto in a room helping different customers what is your biggest learning as a solution architect
3: well you know there there's there has been so much uh, learning that i that, that i've done in my tenure at aws uh, i think one of the things that I that I realize is that the world of knowledge is sort of ever expanding. As I talk to different clients and I hear about all the different challenges that they have, I realize that you know uh, you know we are you know we are constantly having to learn and grow and adapt. The challenges we faced uh, in as essays you know even five years ago now are wildly different than you know than today. So uh, really I you know I'm I'm, I'm always impressed at, the, at, at our clients and what, the, what they're trying to build on AWS and finding uh, novel ways that we can help them.
0: Thanks, Mike. And this is probably a question for both of you. What is a solutions architect not? <laughs>
2: That's an interesting question. What is a solutions architect not? Um I can think of one thing. Uh, S- S- Solutions architects are not a hands-on keyboard resource or a consultant. And I mean that in a professional services sense, uh, where they come in and do work for customers. That would require a separate engagement of professional services and or partner engagement. So um, that is one thing that I can think of. Mike, do you have a thought or two on this?
3: Yeah, Ahmed. uh One thing we are not are uh, w- walking, talking FAQ. Uh, If uh, a lot of times clients have very specific questions that could easily, easily be typed into a search engine and, and, and gotten to one of the things that essays bring to the table is context and expertise. So it's not just a matter of, Hey, I have this very specific question about this very specific technology, which can easily be searched for, but Hey, how do I integrate this idea into the in, into the larger picture. So I, I think that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a core difference.
0: Thanks, Mike. I like how you talked about context and expertise. Obviously, these days, we can just go online and type in a question or type in a prompt and get information and data back. But unless you have some expertise, you're not going to be able to put it into context and make good decision and good judgment as to whether that's the right information or the right strategy for you. And with that, I'd like to thank both of you today for kicking off our inaugural podcast episode. We look forward to bringing you now many more episodes where we can dive deeper into services and strategies and help you make the right decisions in the cloud.
1: And I want to thank our audience for listening to our first AWS Rethink podcast. We will have exciting episodes coming up on AIML, migrations, serverless, containers, and many more. We are here to help you rethink your strategy in the cloud. Please send us your feedback by emailing us at rethinkpodcast at amazon.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time.